What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. The Chicago Bulls get a win over the Toronto Raptors. We're going to break down that game a little bit, but more importantly, we're going to talk about and ask the question, is it time for the Chicago Bulls to build around Kobe White? We're going to talk about the positives and negatives of the prospect of doing that. We're also going to talk about just how inactive AK and Eversley have been since taking over the Chicago Bulls. All that plus a little bit of the mailbag right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today, guys. And um, the Bulls get a win over the Toronto Raptors, and this was a fun game to watch. Now, I know I said that over in the live post-game show. Definitely go and check that out, guys, if you want to see that. But it was a fun game to watch. Is that the competition of the back and forth and just really seeing two teams battle it out and, and just give up their effort? It was it was really good to see. And I got to give credit to the Toronto Raptors and how they were able to perform in that game, considering a lot of those pieces have not been on the team very long. And Bruce Brown really stepping up big time for that team, making an impact over the course of the game. When you look at the Chicago Bulls, DeMar DeRozan with 24 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists. Nikola Vucevic with 24 points, 14 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals. One of the most complete games Nikola Vucevic has played since he's come back from injury. And then Kobe White, 23 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, going 10 of 19 from the field, stepping up a lot in the second half of the game as well uh, when Zach Levine was out. And P. Will with 12 points in 23 minutes. Zach Levine goes down with injury in the third quarter. He eventually comes back, but he does miss out the last seven minutes of the game. We'll talk about that a little bit. And then contributions off the bench. Uh, I already talked about Patrick Williams, but also Ayo Desumu playing 22 minutes especially a lot of that coming when Zach Levine was down. He scores 10 points. Zach does score eight points in his minutes on the court overall. Drum, only 10 minutes for Andre Drum, and that's, just, that's a story for another day. But this team closed out a game strong, going on a 9-2 to run to seal the deal and seal this victory. And listen, the Toronto Raptors, to their credit, like I said, they did not give up. They battled defensively, offensively. Scotty Barnes having a big game with 31 points, just really stepping into being the number one player on that team. And it's it's really good to see just for the basketball standpoint of it. But the Bulls took care of that business. And so often we talked about closing out games, right? And I, I know I've made a lot about here in the last week or so just how the Bulls really need to start being able to close games stronger. And, and they did that in this game. When the Toronto Raptors took the lead back, I won't lie, it felt like the type of game that the Bulls eventually lose, right? That they aren't able to come back in. And so we were able to see the Bulls really uh, pull it out and still win. When you look at the second half of this game, Kobe White, 5 of 7 from the field, didn't shoot the three ball effectively, but 12 points, leading second in the second half in scoring for the Chicago Bulls. Now, he didn't have a bad first half either, just wasn't the same impact. He did score 11 points in the first half, but going 5 of 12 uh, from the field in that time. So, you know, seeing Kobe White step up, uh, in those important moments was really big, and the team really rallied together. And one of the things that the Bulls did really well in this game that I got to commend them to is understanding the mismatches. We have not always been a team that's done that, and there's been several times where Vooch has mismatches of size-wise, and the Bulls just can't get him the ball. It was a it was a game in which the Bulls absolutely realized the size disadvantage that the Toronto Raptors were at, and and we went down to it. Like Vooch feasted every time there was a small lineup on it. 
and the Bulls scored a season-high 74 points in the paint, and that's just what it is. And so it was, it was, it was really good to see. The only time that we really didn't, you know, get Vooch the ball uh, was in the second quarter, uh, where Vooch had some mismatches, and we really didn't get the ball to him uh, at the rate that I would have liked to see the Bulls get get it to him. But other than that. Listen, the Bulls played a really solid overall team brand of basketball in this game against the Toronto Raptors, a team that we've always matched up interestingly enough with. So, you know, the Bulls have now, I think they're 2-1 in their game so far against the Toronto Raptors. We got one more, so at least we're going to finish even in that. And the Bulls, like I said, they, they are taking care of the teams that they should beat. And that is one of the steps that this Bulls team needs to take. We now still have a one-and-a-half game advantage over uh, the Atlanta Hawks, who are now the 10th seed. The Brooklyn Nets are falling out of the playing tournament as well. And we are a three-game uh, disadvantage against the Orlando Magic and five games behind the Indiana Pacers for that number seven seed. The Pacers are probably definitely still going to start winning more games and push that out. be interesting to see what happens between them and the Miami Heat. Uh, but the Bulls uh, don't play another game until Saturday in which they have the uh, Memphis Grizzlies on their docket. And, you know, the Grizzlies are dealing with their own injury issues and things like that so hopefully the Bulls are able to come in give that same level of effort we'll see what happens with Zach Levine and then it starts getting a little tougher for the Bulls now I know January we we have the fourth easiest schedule remaining in the NBA uh, that always is changing and things like that but then we got Phoenix next week on Monday the Lakers uh, next week on uh, on Thursday and those are two games that I can't wait to see how the Bulls perform and compete in those games uh, because those are going to be tough. Those are going to be tough, and it's a late tip-off for that Los Angeles-Lakers game as well. That game doesn't tip off till 9.30 Chicago time, 10.30 Eastern. So digging, fellas, that's going to be, a, or, and ladies, that's going to be a, a very late uh, post-game show, but you guys know I'm going to bring you that content regardless. And then we got Portland to round out next week on Sunday. So, you know, we'll see how it ends up competing and how the Bulls end up, you know, fighting over that stretch. But the Bulls have nine games remaining now until the trade deadline nine games and I was kind of surprised to say to, to when I found out and realized and did the numbers and realized we only got nine games left until the time this team could look drastically different uh, by the trade deadline and we're going to talk about the chances of that a little bit here later in the show but uh, just just watch over these next nine games because this may be the last time you see some of these guys in the Chicago Bulls uniform if AK and Eversley decide to get active but to get back on the game and like I said the way that Kobe White has been playing especially how he finished this game strong and it's not just the scoring. I know we, we talk a lot about scoring because that's that tangible thing, the easy thing for everybody to kind of understand how a player impacts the game. But Kobe White's growth has, and, and the way that he closed this game and, you know, breaking down the defenses, his three ball was not falling at all for real this game. I think he went one of five from the three-point range in this game. But the way that he was getting to the rim, using his speed to get to the lane, uh, absorbing contact, getting to the free throw line three times, if you looked at the game and saw the, the he should have got to the free throw line another two or three times. Refs be tripping uh, and not calling. Uh, he's not getting those star level uh, calls quite yet. But um, just seeing that that growth and that recognition and him being a leader, being vocal and things like that, has now led a lot of Bulls fans to ask: Is Kobe White the player that we should build around going forward, regardless of what the Bulls do with the roster? Now, there's some positives and negatives in that, right? The positives when you look at it: Kobe White stepping up in every aspect of the game. Drawing charges, stepping up defensively, giving more effort there. His his basketball IQ has risen. How how he's moving the ball around, uh, you know, his playmaking, uh, ball handling, all those things really getting better for Kobe White uh, uh, over the last few years. And then when you look at him turning into a three level scorer, now I'm not going to say he's a three level scorer yet, but he's turning into that. We're seeing uh, Kobe White understand how to break it down a defense and get to a mid range and use that step back that he's always been dangerous with in the mid range to create that extra separation. 
I also think sometimes people forget that Kobe White is technically a big a big point guard at, at being almost 6'6 with a 6'6 wingspan, 6'6, 6'7 wingspan. So, you know, he he's technically has that positional size, um, and we don't always recognize it. He's a little bit slight of frame at times, but Kobe's added a lot of muscle over the time of him being in the NBA. So you got to look at that. He's a willing passer. He's developing into a leader. And as the Bulls move forward into this next phase of the roster, if changes do come, you got to ask yourself, that is Kobe the best option to build your team around as you're going forward? And then when you look at some of the negatives around doing that, right, would we be doing the same thing we did with Zach Levine, right? And that's not to, to, to knock Zach or Kobe White. I think we've all acknowledged at this point that Zach was miscast as a number one, and it set the team back. Now, he was the best thing that they had. So you had to, you have to push forward with what you have, right? And the Bulls didn't make any moves. They didn't draft anybody that turned it, that turned into a star. But would they be making some of those same mistakes? Yes, Kobe is turning into all the things that I mentioned, but he hasn't quite ascended to that level of being able to be looked at as a superstar yet. And so if you start building around just him, because you wind up in the same spot where the team that you build is good enough to win some games, good enough to make it to the playoffs, but are they going to be able to have the type of postseason success that you would want and that we deserve as a fan base, right? So I, I, I'm of, of two minds for it, and it's not because of Kobe's level of play. I think that the Bulls are fine right now. Kobe White offers the most versatile and the best weapon and piece to build this team around because his skill set is a versatile skill set in which it's easy to build a team around that, right? You get some defenders, get some uh, uh, other players that can stretch the floor, maybe even somebody, an agile big who can who can rebound and block shots, right? That could really help Kobe White's game and, and, and build around uh, in a team that's built around Kobe White. But then you also have to look at some of the limitations there, and you still need a player. I think even with the way that Kobe White's showing that he's playing here over, the, over this season, you're still going to need a player just as good, if not better, than what Kobe White has looked at so far if you really want to be a team that can make some true noise in the playoffs. But Kobe White is just, you want to reward the growth that Kobe White has had and in, in just what he's done, right? And we talked about an ass. Let's get Kobe White some more opportunities in fourth quarters. They did that last night. Let's allow him to be the player that have the ball in his hands to make decisions. Doesn't always mean it's going to come down to him scoring, but for him to decide where we're going to go with that as the point guard, yes. And another positive I didn't list as well is that as long as Billy Donovan is the head coach of the Chicago Bulls, having a point guard playing at a high level is what makes his system hum. It's just it's what makes the system that Billy Donovan has work. And so building around a player that has the skill set of Kobe White, it really makes sense in those type of areas as well. So, you know, looking at that. And so I think also with Kobe White's ability to rebound, start the fast break, get out on the fast break, how much more aggressive we're seeing Kobe White be in those moments. It makes sense for Kobe White to be that focal point of the Chicago Bulls going forward right now. And I think that that is a smart concept and a smart way to build out your team. That does not mean that you still aren't. You still need to draft well. You still need to develop. You still want to hope to, to hit on a draft pick that really turns into a star level player. And then uh, it, pairing that with what Kobe White has done, who Kobe's about to be 24 in, a, in about a month, right? His birthday is February 26th. Shout out to Kobe White, about to be 24, but he still has enough room to grow as well as you're maybe having another young player that, to grow and develop with them. So, you know, what the Bulls do in this year's draft is going to be important. Can they find a diamond in a rough And what's, you know, talked about as being a weaker draft? Maybe they can, right? But Kobe White, I think, has earned that part to be, that earned it to be the, 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 the centerpiece right now of the Chicago Bulls. I think you just, you look at it, that doesn't mean that DeMar isn't still going to have opportunities to get his as long as he's on this team. He, he, he will and he should. Despite some DeMar DeRozan haters, right, DeMar DeRozan still 
offers something that a lot of the other Bulls players don't, and that's an ability to get to the free throw line and extend your offense when your offense is going through a drought. And that's going to happen to every team, and it happens to the Chicago Bulls. And so, you know, I think when you want to trust your developing point guard, that's what you want to do. That's how you build those point guard skills. That's how you build a killer. And hopefully that continues. But I really do think we're getting to that point of it's it's time. It's just time to build around Kobe White. It's time to make him the centerpiece of this of this team and let everybody experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Adios, play off him. And he's going to make some mistakes. He's going to fail sometimes like we saw in the fourth quarter of, of a different game, right? There's going to be times where Kobe White doesn't go. He's a streaky uh, player, and I know some. I've seen some of you guys say, well, you can't really. A streaky player can never be. So a lot of players are still streaky in the NBA. But I think with where the Bulls currently sit at, right? And it's not like you can just go off and pull a star player off a shelf and then, boom, you got it. Yeah, Kobe's streaky. Kobe still has his, his times and opportunity and, and chances where he just can't shoot. But what we're seeing Kobe White turn into is a player that, when he's not shooting, is still getting other players the ball. It's still breaking down the defense and getting to the rim. It's starting to get to the free throw line at a higher rate than what we've ever seen Kobe White do as a starter. And so as that's happening, Kobe White's growing in that aspect of his game Getting to the free throw line, a career high three uh, three three uh, free throws a game so far. Yeah, those aren't amazing numbers, especially when you look at like what somebody like Demar Derozan is able to get to the free throw line at. But it's but it's that developing nature of that, and that's what the Bulls need to double down on. That's what they need to bet on, and looking at what Kobe White can bring to the Chicago Bulls team as they move forward, maybe into a new phase of their roster. And the reason why I say new phase of the roster as we move into the next topic, I want to talk about something interesting. Now, this came from an article from Elias Schuster. Check him out. Great writer there. You guys got to give Elias his credit, man. Um, but how active have the Chicago Bulls really been or how inactive to say? And this, this, this stat blew my mind, blew my mind. The Chicago Bulls have made the fewest amount of trades since the start of the 2022 season. They have made a whopping one. The only team next closest to them is the New Orleans Pelicans that have made three trades. Overall, the, the average number of trades per team over this span since the start of 2022 have been eight. That's the eight. Eight is the average. The Chicago Bulls have made one. So when you hear, like, are the Bulls going to be buyers and sellers, which was an episode I had, you got to also ask, are they going to be bystanders in that? Like, and that, that is why you see, like when you see Bulls fans have so much doubt 
around if this team is going to make a move, right? How many times have you seen in the comments, oh, this team's not going to do nothing. We already know they're not going to make a move. Look at what they did. Yes, they made the move for Nikola Vucevic, and they get credit for that. They made that trade where a lot of people didn't think they were going to make a trade at the trade deadline. But what this team has done more times than not is a big fact uh, amount of, of inactiveness at the trade deadline, and it's been repeated, right? It's been something that has been there consistently. And you got to ask yourself, why? What is this team? And I, and I get it. I know that a team initially came together that first year. You're not going to make a, a, a big move then. Okay, then. I'll give you that. But then why? We've seen this team continue to struggle. We've seen this team know things that they've needed, and this team just has not been aggressive. And that's why when you know I talk about, hey, this Bulls team could be more aggressive, we hear that they're willing to use Lonzo Ball's contract, and that's met with pessimism from a large part of the Chicago Bulls fan base. This stat brings it all together. You've made one, one trade since one, one, one trade while every other team around the NBA by on average has made eight, eight moves. And you got a, a front office that has seen a team struggle and has literally been inactive. And then when you even look at signings, most of the Bulls signings and transactions have been 10-day or two-way contracts. The, the Bulls compared to the rest of their team, especially the rest of the Eastern Conference, is just sitting on their hands waiting for something magical to happen, and it's crazy. The one trade that the Bulls made as well was the trade to get Julian Phillips, by the way, since the start of the 2022 season. We are, we are almost two, we are two years. Two years we've made one meaningful trade, and that meaningful trade was trading for Julian Phillips in the, to draft him in the second round at a time where the Bulls had no picks in that draft. And we're not even playing that player. What is happening? What, what, what is the world that we're living in? So I just wanted to talk about that because I, I know a lot of pessimism is around the Chicago Bulls. And some Bulls fans get tired of seeing that, right? They, they wonder, like, why is, why is everybody so pessimistic on our franchise? But that's the reason why. This team has made one meaningful move since 2022. One! While every other team in the NBA has made moves and gotten active. Let's hope that this is going to be a different trade line, trade deadline for the Chicago Bulls and that they actually are aggressive and seeing this team show some heart, finally have an identity. But, hey, for those that are pessimistic about it, I can't even knock you at this point in time. But let's get, before we go, we got to get into the voicemails for today. This first one, this one's from Shay. What's up, man? This is Shay. You know, I was thinking um, maybe DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine getting traded to different teams might not be a bad idea or might not be. So bad as we may think it is. I don't You're wrong. DeMar DeRosa can't get a basket easily. And Zach, so can Zach Levine, and they can both help. But at the end of the day, maybe it might be for the best. And maybe, hey, we might even look like a better team with them going. That's why I say might. I'm not saying we will, but we might. And not only that, but when you really start to think about it, when you look at them first two games with DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine out, when we started to turn turn the season around a little bit, we actually won both of those games against, the, I think it was one against the New Orleans Pelicans and then another one, it was against the Milwaukee Bucks. We actually were competitive and won those games, even though one of them came in overtime in convincing fashion. And that was, and one of them was against the top Eastern Conference team. Now, I'm not saying that we're going to necessarily be better with them gone. I'm not saying that, but who knows? It might be for the best. And then on top of that, Booch probably gets to, to prosper along with Kobe White because, hey, let's face it, Booch should be a second option more than Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. And then, too, he tends to play 
defense a lot, especially when he's in position. And then not only that, the team looks like a much better defensive team with both of them guys out of the lineup from what I saw from the first two games, or was it three games? You know, again, I'm not saying that that should be the end all be all, but I feel like we were a much more scrappier and competitive team with them. I feel like we much might be a much more scrappier and competitive team and might win a lot more games with both of them, mainly DeMar, gone than with them here. But, hey, that's just me. Anyway, too much to think. Peace. And this kind of goes hand in hand with the last one. DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine being traded. I mean, I think we all see what that could mean for the team, right? As far as you're, you're giving your young players more time. Now, what does that mean for wins? That remains to be seen. I think everybody kind of has this mindset now that it automatically trans- translates to more wins by getting rid of Zach. That's not necessarily true depending on what the deal we get. And then when you look at it as well with uh, DeMar DeRozan, there's some questions around that as well. So I think ultimately the Bulls got to figure out what they what and who they want to be, right? And, and you know, to, to move on from both these players, Zach because of the trade request, DeMar DeRozan would be because he doesn't sign a contract extension. Um, maybe that's what the Bulls want to do. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I, I know that seeing them make one meaningful trade has really kind of as as crapped on my hope that this team is going to be active at this trade deadline. But hey, the the move for Vooch was surprising. We didn't expect it. Maybe now at a time where Bulls fans are kind of down on this team and the, the possibility of them making trades, maybe we see them come around on that as well. Let's hope so. Um, but I agree with you. You great sound voicemail there. I don't think that. You know, it's bad. It, it will be picking a direction for the team, doubling down on the youth movement, and we'll see where the chips end up falling after the trade deadline. We got eight, what, nine, eight, nine more games left until the trade deadline. And so we'll see what it, what this, this roster could look completely different in nine games. Let's see how it looks, man. All right, let's get into the last voicemail for today. This one's from Gone. Yo, 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 it's Gone again, man. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah, uh. Uh, let me tell you something. This is small and brief about the Cavaliers game. And we gonna, I know you're going to say, hey, you going to say, oh, this dude again with this drumming and vote shit. Yeah, I'm back again with that drumming and vote shit. Why didn't he do that shit earlier sometime in the game? Like I said, I wasn't saying make it permanent. If you could, you could. But you have to use it some type of way, man. That's a tool. This guy, this Billy Donovan, just is not the man. Somebody or somebody that's next to him needs to come up forward over him or something. I don't know, but it needs to be some changes as well on in this in the staffing because they can't see that. Then why are you sending all your players to the G League? I ain't see none of it. I ain't see Julian Phillips sitting over there. I ain't see none of the young guys. They're over there playing. You need them because now they all. Now, now you got your guys falling out. I hear Io is out. I mean, you got Io out. You got Williams out. He might come back and, and that inserting in and out, in in and out. That's what's messing up the flow. Caruso was doing it. Now Patrick Williams doing it. And Tory Craig, I don't even know what happened. I, I missed the update of what was his injury about. Uh, whenever he returned, I guess they get busy again. But uh, yeah, that boots and drumming thing. Yeah, yeah, I seen some, I seen something in it, but it wasn't utilized and uh in the rotation time and right. That's what I, that's what I got from that. That's all I wanted to say. We saw two K. What's uh, okay? So lack of using Drummond. I think we all agree. Now where I disagree is that start Drummond and Vooch as your starting lineup. But Drum definitely needs more minutes. I don't think you're going to get many people that disagree with the fact that Drum should be playing more than what he's playing. I think when you look at Using starting him and Vooch was was your initial voicemail. No, that's that's a dumbass lineup. But 
there are going to be times in matchups where you can and 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 play them together. And we did see that a couple of games ago. And shout out to for them to be able to play well in that. Is Billy Donovan going to go to that well often? No. But I do think either way, not necessarily to play next to Vooch, but we need to see um, him play Drummond more. And, you know, last night's game, Vooch was going, and I can understand why maybe Drum didn't play as many minutes in that game because Vooch was playing really well for the Chicago Bulls. But the, the nights that we have, the 10, 12 minutes for Vooch, I mean for Drum, and we needed rebounding, that's where you start getting questions from the team. Now, as far as the young guys, listen, here's what I'll say. You're not going to go 10, 12 men deep on a roster. This is not what most NBA teams do. Billy Donovan has his nine-man rotation, and I'd much rather Julian Phillips and Adama Sonogo, for example, be getting minutes to kind of develop in the G League than just be sitting at the end of the bench not getting crap, right? Now, would ideally I'd like to see uh, Billy Donovan play them a couple of minutes here and there? Yeah, absolutely. But I think um, you're not going to see that. I don't think that we are in the season. We're, we're halfway through, over halfway through the season at this point now. So, you know, it kind of is what it is. We got to just recognize what this team's going to be. But hopefully, you know, that time in the G League is really well served to developing them. And then we see them uh, be ready to go because, hey, depending on where this roster may go, their, ne- their minutes may be needed next season. But, guys, thank you for leaving those voicemails. Make sure you guys continue to follow the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot. For everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.